Today's episode of the Get Home Safe podcast contains explicit language that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. It's time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe Podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe for Wednesday. April 14th, 2021. Yes, I have the calendar correct. Okay, guys, big things ahead here for the Get Home Safe podcast. I've mentioned that already a million times. I've talked about it on uh, Monday. I've talked about it on the little preview show we did with Bill Barnes on, um, well, we recorded Monday morning. And uh, here we are Wednesday. You're going to be seeing this episode out. Uh, For those of you watching on YouTube, Again, please work with me here. This is a work in progress. I finally found a way to piece together kind of some video editing. So I hope uh, that there have been some improvements here and that you guys are liking what you're seeing. Uh, I My goal, here's my goal, is to not change a whole lot of the format. I like, I want to have the, the intro. I want to have, uh, you know, some background music here and there, but that might come later. Uh, but as far as the intro, as far as our, our opening with our announcer and everything, and I don't know about the music and if that's going to be an issue, but um, trying to keep things the same instead of just clicking a video and being like, oh, all right, here's Matt and Bill or whatever. So uh, thank you for joining us today. Uh, another small step forward as far as this podcast is, is concerned. Um, big show with Bill today. We recorded on Monday, as I mentioned. Uh, He likes the video. I thought it came out pretty well, a little different than the video you're seeing now. Um, But anyway, it's uh, things are going not great, but they're going well. They're going well. And so I also have to prepare myself a little bit more knowing that I'm on camera now, which is uh, quite odd. So we'll see how this goes. That's all I want to say. We'll see how this goes. The goal for now is to keep it going and to get this youtube uh get the podcast up on youtube so that it's easier for some guys who want to watch it and for those that want to listen you can still listen on all the platforms as well so my goal is to not have too much change so any suggestions any help any assistance definitely don't hesitate to throw them my way so uh, bill and i talked mostly about baseball we covered some ejections We talked uh, towards the end of our conversation. We talked about some of the like celebrities and famous people we've seen at uh, games. We have umpired that just kind of came up. That wasn't planned. Uh, We did not get into uh, what's been going on in in Minnesota. And I think uh, for Bill and I respectively, we we each like kind of gathering information before we kind of dive into something like that. So we will get to that probably next week. Probably next week, we'll have a few words, uh, opinions on it. Uh, feeling bad for everybody out there. Hope everyone is <laughs> staying safe. It's a it's a crazy time, crazy time indeed that we live in. So, uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to comment too much more on, on it uh, at this time. But thank you for the support. The YouTube uh, channel has continued to grow, and 
we've started to see some views go off as well. So the plan, as I've mentioned before, is to definitely have episodes with Bill Barnes on Wednesdays, have those posted. Uh, Monday shows, which you saw Monday was just me. Uh, that will probably be posted as well. And Fridays, I'm not so sure about because I do want to respect uh, those who I do interview. Some people don't want to be on camera, and I totally get that. Uh, I believe our guest on Wednesday, or excuse me, Friday, Mike McGarren did agree to go on video. I'll have to double check with him. But uh, it was a little Zoom call that you can see uh, Mike McGarren. And it's funny if you guys see it, if we get it out there, his room starts off, you know, it's daylight out and it gets darker. So by the end of his uh, episode, it looks like it's just his face in this dark room. It's really kind of funny. Uh, so anyway, I don't know if we'll post it or not. But that's just kind of some heads up as to what's going on here at the Get Home Safe podcast. I know Bill Barnes is fired up. I'm fired up. Uh, my goal is that the audio and the video is exactly the same, that you don't have to miss anything or gain anything one way or another, that it's all just one video on the uh, audio side of things that you hear. So that's that's my goal. All right. So I'm not going to burn too much more time. That's another goal on Fridays and Wednesdays with Bill. I'm going to try not to talk as long in the beginning, maybe sometimes at all, maybe just a two minute introduction uh, and try to save up all that, my random thoughts, all that stuff for Mondays, since it's all just, just me, right? I think it's a better fit. Sometimes people who tune in to hear a guest, they don't want to hear me ramble about, uh, you know, my thoughts at the grocery store uh, from, from the day before or something. So I'm still formulating a plan and, and trying to make this all work. So uh, guys, it's Wednesday. Let's get right to the man of the hour, Mr. Bill Barnes. I hope you guys enjoy this. Uh, the, the video changes everything. I mean, having video and audio is just great. and It's great options. And uh, these are things I never thought I would be able to do before. But uh, today, hopefully everything works out fine. And you guys enjoy this latest edition of the weekly Wednesday weigh-in with Bill Barnes. It's the middle of the week. It's Wednesday. That means it's time for Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. The retired police officer and retired college baseball umpire joins us every week for very strong opinions and very random thoughts. Once again, here is the one and only Bill Barnes. Okay, I'm joined once again by Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. It is Monday morning. We've just finished recording our Facebook Live appetizer show for you guys. Bill Barnes, we got that out of the way. Now it's time for the main event. Ring the bell. Let's go. <laughs> I need a boxing bell, man. We got to get one of those. Uh, Bill, I mean, we talked on it a little bit already, but we got our new setup here. Last week, we tried this at your place. This week, we got the microphones we got uh, the the video. We got lights. I mean, we're in business, man. We are. We are in. Uh, we are in a complete business. And uh, here's the deal. You want a boxing bell? I do, Bill. By God, I'll give you one. Really? Sure. You want a boxing bell? Yeah. Get the show started. That's not a boxing bell. All right. Let me let me let me find the right bill. Oh, look at this. Look at this guy. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, man. This is Bill's contribution to the show, guys. You want a boxing bell? I do. How long is it going to take? Christ. <laughs> Whoa. All right. We'll get to it in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I provide you microphones and cameras and lights, a TV, and you yeah, know, and you know the, you the, one job. the the studio lights are blinding me right now. Okay, <laughs> I feel like I'm I'm being tortured in a World War II, uh, you know, uh, chamber here with the lights. You know, it's worse than being waterboarded. Go ahead. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Well, uh, like I said, new beginnings at the podcast. Uh, I'm excited about all this. We're on YouTube now. And you got some feedback already from some of your buddies who were saying, Bill, yeah, that video is great, man. Yeah. So we got some new listeners. Well, well, first of all, I want to compliment the studio here. You've upgraded. You know, we got the American flag behind us. I feel like I'm on the old Wally George set <laughs> from Channel 56 KDOC in Orange County back in the early to mid 80s. And with the lunatic Wally George spouting off his uh, his uh, extreme right wing Republican stuff, which is not a bad thing. But anyway, uh, yeah, I had some feedback from some guys, uh, pretty high powered people in the uh, in the uh, industry, let's say industry. Okay. And um, <clears throat> they loved it. They liked it. They liked the plain talk. They like the no nonsense approach. We don't sugarcoat much. At least I don't. Uh, and uh, they, they liked it. And they're going to continue to listen. Hopefully, they're going to spread the love to other people and share and share with others that they know. And um, what else? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Some of my lady friends that I shared with, Ooh. I told them, hey, uh, you know, adult language, earmuffs, maybe. We don't, we don't um, have uh, uh, the, we don't edit anything they go oh no no problem yeah i'm used to it yeah oh, no no well i sent it to a couple of them and uh, lo and behold i haven't heard from them <laughs> so you know some people can handle it some people can't but uh, that's just the way we are yeah no absolutely and uh you know for for we're very fan friendly we want the listeners to be involved to uh, see our ugly mugs, but also send in questions and contents, suggestions, all that. So appreciate all, all the people who've tuned in and, and contacted me. So let's go over a few uh, comments from listeners, Bill, a few questions, if you will. I know you're a big fan of questions, right? Questions, questions. Okay. So you remember, Bill, uh, Gonzaga beat uh, USC, dominated them, a, yes. a game you called. Yes. And then they went around and mm -hmm. played a crazy game with UCLA. Yes. A buzzer beater. Yes. So our question from Will Tarico was: Would you have rather lost a game like USC did to Gonzaga, or the way UCLA lost? And so my initial thoughts, Bill, are that a blowout versus a, a buzzer beating loss is think of it from like a dating perspective. If you go out on a date and you know right away, okay, this is a terrible date. It's over from the get go. Uh, there's no reason to continue. Okay. But if you were kind of strung along all, all night, hoping for that good night kiss or whatever, and then you got denied, that would probably hurt a little bit more. So I would go with the blowout. I'd rather get uh, destroyed. I would rather lose by 30 points because then my heart wasn't in the game. What do you think, Bill? Well, a loss is a loss. Okay. You can't, you know, change an L. However, as long as you've played the best you can play, the best you can play, like UCLA did that night, um, you have nothing to hang your head about. You have nothing to be ashamed of. And if you, if you can walk away saying, I left it all on the court, I left it all on the field, uh, that is what that is the loss I would rather have, where I've, where I've given everything I have, other than play like shit, get dominated because you, because you didn't bring your best game to the table. You weren't prepared. Uh, that to me is inexcusable as far as not being ready 
So I would rather lose like UCLA did. Okay. Playing, playing your heart out yes. and having your heart ripped, yes. ripped from you. Yeah, I, that's fine. I'm, I'm used to that. So yeah. yeah. Just You'll, another, just another uh, heart ripping episode. <laughs> Comparatively to, I mean, but you understand my analogy, Bill, as I far do. as your I dates? Do. I do. Then I do. In fact, I had one last night. <laughs> I had one last night where I knew right off, I know this is a f- complete freaking disaster. <laughs> this is a train wreck waiting to just spew a lot of, of uh, volcanic ash and, and uh, it's going to be a, uh, complete and utter hazardous material spill if this goes any further <laughs> so you know i kind of wrote it in a little bit wrote it in had to try to have a good time uh probably drank a little more than i should have just to numb <laughs> the the effects uh and um it, it was in fact it was so bad that finally this is how completely insecure this lady was i was sitting there luckily you know, the inside restaurants, bars are open now. You can sit at the bar, but what they do is they put tables between two, every two seats. So you have your own little private pod, right? <laughs> so the young lady and I had our private pod and we're talking. And first of all, her pictures looked a lot better online than she was in person. Ah, okay. that happens. That happens. Well, you know what? This <laughs> happened big time. I almost said, Hey, <laughs> you know what? Uh, next time you post your high school pictures, and you look like you could be your mother is not a good idea. <laughs> so I said, you know, you know, silly me. I went with it and we, you know, first of all, she doesn't drink. So Ooh, strike one. Well, you got a driver at least. Well, strike one. Oh, yeah, strike one. And right. pink lemonade is Ooh. not my drink of choice. No. So I knew right off. Okay. This is complete. This is all bad. So make a long story short. I said something to the waitress who came up and was getting drinks for her people. And she was next to me. We talked about um, something. I just kind of, you know, out of uh, small talk said something to her and that must've just completely sparked the irritation in the lady that I was with because she goes, I'm not comfortable. And she got up and left. And I said, I should have done that 45 minutes ago. (laughs) So oh, you'd have to, I mean, cheap, pick lemonades are at least cheap. Yeah. I mean, but that, yeah, exactly. And, and what irritated me is she pulled out her card to pay for this. I said, I got, it. okay, <laughs> relax, relax there. their spendthrift. I got it. <laughs> and so she got her purse, got her jacket and walked out. And I said, like, again, I said, why didn't I do this an hour ago? Wow. You know? So anyway, it all worked out. And that's one of those losses that, you know, going right in that it wasn't our day guys. It, hey. it just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh, I love it. Well, I'm sure there's going to be more dating stories. You know, a, a guy my age has no business dating. I should just, <laughs> you know, hunker down inside my house and just live like a hermit. And if something falls in my lap, I won't shoot away, but I'm certainly not going to, you know, run and chase. I've never been one to run and chase, but I've worked hard. I've worked a little bit, but I'm, I'm tired of that. Yeah. So any of you out there that are single that are watching this that don't look like um, that, that, that have, that don't post high school pictures on your dating sites, you know, <laughs> send the show an email yeah. <laughs> with a current picture. By the a way. current picture. Yes. That is a lesson to men and women, an updated oh, version Jesus of Christ. your photos for goodness. That sake. is just, come on. That's just downright criminal to do that. That is absolutely. That's you know, cruel and visual punishment. That's right. totally unacceptable. Yeah. Uh, well, let's let's swing over to uh, a baseball question, Bill. Certainly. You and I have uh, umpired a great deal. 
And this question came from uh, Captain Maynard Borquez, the West Point graduate, and of course, a real Hondo Prep graduate. Uh, he said, I have a question for you and Mr. Barnes. Mr. Barnes. Wow, that's oh, respect, that's, Bill. You no, know, it's when you're old. Ah, well. And he's a, a West Point graduate. <laughs> he knows respect. He knows how to how to treat older, older gentlemen correctly. Yeah, and you. Right. So yeah. uh, <laughs> question for you. Did you ever see pitchers throw a unique way in your umpiring days? He sent us a video here of kind of some – uh, weird deliveries. I thought a video might spark a good conversation. So, uh, Bill, I will say for me, man, any guy that the problem with these submarine guys that they like try to scrape the ground is at least the levels we've worked, they think they can do it. And most of them are a little effectively wild, we'll say. But what other pitching I always deliveries? loved working submarine guys, and I'll tell you why because their pitches always rise, rose. <laughs> instead of sunk mm -hmm. therefore they were they were starting from two inches off the ground and they were usually brushing the knees or a little higher and it made it real easy to call balls and strikes <laughs> you didn't have to worry about these guys throwing spitters and splitters and all this forkball shit that were bouncing 15 feet in front of the plate and these dog shit catchers couldn't catch them and you're getting you know pelted back there yeah. I always like submarine guys and mm -hmm. I, I saw quite a few of them and you're right they don't last long they usually get <laughs> they usually get torched you know, within five or six batters that coming in. I did see once a, a ambidextrous guy pitch. Did he rotate? Yes. Every uh, batter? Yes. He had a, he had a, a, a special glove, a, a special glove that he could put on either hand. Mm -hmm. And he was an ambidextrous pitcher and he was pretty effective. He was pretty good. Interesting. So that's about the strangest. I've seen all kinds of crap. What's funny is they have those to, are the two that, that stand out. They have me. to declare. They made a rule. I remember when it, the first mm -hmm. ambidextrous guy came out uh, because with switch hitters, it was mm -hmm. just a back and forth game. So mm -hmm. the pitcher had to declare. You guys have probably seen. I think he plays for the A's or did. Uh -huh. There was a pitcher for the A's. But yeah, we've seen some of it in the minor leagues and stuff. Uh, one of my strange, I don't th know if this answers the question, Maynard, but this is one of the strangest situations I've ever been in. We were in a uh, a 17, 18 inning game. I was on the plate. Rough night in Winnipeg, Bill. Something about that place. Always long, crazy games in Winnipeg. Oh, the peg. The peg. <laughs> and uh, let's see. The visiting team was Kansas City. They were out of pitching. Out of pitching. They were the visiting team. And they, uh, one of the starter starting pitchers said, hey, I can throw left-handed. He was a right-hander. He goes, I can throw left-handed. So he came in the game in the 18th, uh, the runner on base, whatever. And he was throwing pitches left-handed and he had never done it before, but he said, I can throw, he was okay. He wasn't great. He threw a few strikes. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the uh, winning run got on third base and they got the bright idea. Hey, we're going to intentionally walk this guy. Um, and it was hard enough for the guy to try to throw strikes, let alone to try to throw an intentional walk. So wild pitch over the catcher's head, the winning run scores. I finally walk off the field six, hours later but that was crazy seeing a guy throw left-handed who was not ambidextrous he was just trying to throw left-handed that was that was well, a at least one. you know his his ineptness got you out there <laughs> yeah we'd still be there my goodness thank you maynard for the question Great and, question and maynard appreciate you tuning in uh every uh, every week i i saw this in college it's starting to happen more in pro ball too this this herky-jerky stuff guys are doing where they're like they pretend to be a slow delivery and then they do fast delivery or they pretend to be in a stretch and the wind up all this deceptive crap. It's like, why can't you just go up on the mound and just, just beat a guy? Why do you got to do all this fancy hoopla stuff? You know what I'm talking about, Bill? 
those crazy stupid deliveries guys would do yeah quick I mean, it's quick I pitches it, it, nothing phases me yeah it's it's so stupid whatever at umpires you got to be ready okay uh let's see all right we we can't have a show without hearing from margie margie Bill. come on Mar- margie one of our most loyal listeners margie margie you know god you know, <laughs> the pandemic's winding down sweetie put me in a shut-in get out get out and enjoy life quit listening to us no actually don't no, hey, we're here. We're here for you, Margie. And she sent me a clip actually uh, on YouTube. It says Bill Barnes could be the next Don Rickles and or Don Tickles, as she spelled it. And uh, you know where her mind's at. <laughs> you guys want to see something funny? It's a YouTube clip. Don Rickles in a uh, Dodger uniform, a timeless sorta, and he's kind of making fun of some players. Uh, some of the things he said I find hilarious, but some of them you probably couldn't say these days. Don Rickles would be. Um, <laughs> completely unpopular and would not have a uh, a stick nowadays yeah it's too good sensitive. He, it's good that he died when he died because <laughs> he would be he would not make it in today's uh woke cancel culture let's be nice to everybody yeah world unless you want to go burn cities down oh yeah we'll get so, to that stuff in a um, second <laughs> don rest in, rest in peace brother you were funny i loved you a uh, great great comedian um Loved to watch him on the uh, Tonight Show with Johnny Carson back when talk show hosts were talk show hosts and they weren't sellout, two-faced pieces of shit like Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, I know. He, he, uh, I thought he was, you know, I thought he was all Let me tell active. you. Let me tell you a story about Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel used to be the sports guy. Are you going to tell the story? You've told the story three times. I'm going to say it again just for the <laughs> folks that haven't listened because I like saying it, especially now that he's becoming more woke, more left-wing, okay? Jimmy Kimmel, for those of you that don't know, was the sports guy when he was still probably living in his mother's basement in the mid nineties. And he was the sports guy for KROQ radio with Mar- uh, with Kevin and Bean. June 14th, I want to say 1995 or 96. He it's flag day for those of you that uh, don't know that. And it's also Donald Trump's birthday. Oh, quite, wow. Quite co- coincidental. He goes, he goes, um, and another sport, you know, that, that idiotic voice is on another, uh, related topic for flag day, uh, in honor of flag day, I want to send out a shout out to Greg Luganus. Okay. Come on, Jimmy. Not very classy. Not very, not classy. very classy. Yeah. It was funny then. It's not funny now. And for a guy like yourself, who's become a two faced little bitch over the years, you need to come out and apologize. Yeah, where's that. the public apology? I haven't have not. We'll have to no. YouTube that. Maybe no. we'll find it. I, you know what? I've looked and I've looked and I've looked. <laughs> I even called the station since, but they've changed hands since, and they don't have any record of it. I've called. I, I made it. I, I, I conducted my own investigation on that because I wanted to find it. Wow. You know, and I hope there's one listener out there that heard the same thing I did and will validate my claim, which I know is absolutely true and factual, hmm. and let let us let they let me know or us know that they heard it also. Um, again, he d- he used to do, uh, the man show girls on trampolines. And now he's this, this little, you know, um, uh, righteous little, you know, talk show bitch like the rest of them. And I find him completely repulsive. Yeah. Let's yeah. move on. I'm not a fan. I am not a fan by any means. Let's move on before the cops knock up my door. Yeah. Like they did when some what guy was that we're looking at. It said, <clears throat> it said podcaster. Uh, has it was paid a visit by the police after he sliced. after Twitter comments yeah about to AOC. AOC. Well, I'll say this: you AOC's better, an idiot. Okay, <laughs> AOC's an door. idiot, and uh, although she's a very attractive girl, 
like most chicks that are like so attractive like her, she's an absolute psychopath. All right. So if you want to come knocking at my door, knock. Yeah. I didn't say anything untrue. Just remember what, uh, where Bill, Bill's comments come from. They don't come from uh, <laughs> this house. Yeah, it, that, that's my comment. Get, okay? get Bill's this house. Is not a, this is not a uh, true reflection of the Get Home Safe podcast. <laughs> it's my opinion. Oh, okay? yeah. So come, I'll have hot coffee and donuts ready for you guys. Come on by. <laughs> well said. What a, what a guy, Bill. Owning up, taking ownership of your opinions. That, that, is, that is brand new out there. That doesn't seem to go around very much. Okay. Our question from Margie, our loyalist of listeners. She says, hi, Matt. It's me again. Hope all is well. Here's my question for Bill. How old were you when you dropped your first F-bomb? And did you get sent home from kindergarten that day? <laughs> I was going to say preschool, but Bill and I are from the same generation, and we didn't have preschool back then. We got thrown in right into kindergarten where we took naps and ate glue. Thanks, Matt. Enjoying the shows, Margie. Okay, my first F-bomb. <clears throat> was uttered very, very, very uh, soon in life. You know, I was born in 1959, okay? And I take credit for the first time a doctor slapped a kid on the ass to make sure they were breathing. They say that's what they they do now. The reason I was slapped, and, and, and people say we slap them on the ass to get them breathing, is because when I came out of the womb, the first word I said was, fuck me. And the doctor, you know, completely astonished uh slapped me on the butt and for discipline reasons and didn't do any good because i've been uttering it ever since just the foul mouth uh right. no I, that's a joke obviously uh i i think it was probably i don't know fifth sixth grade yeah yeah and do you remember like building up the courage okay i'm gonna say it or or was it just did it just come out do you remember i don't remember but i know i was you know i always had a potty mouth pretty young and i, and I didn't get it from my parents okay okay uh, my mom didn't start saying the F word till she was about 75 years old <laughs> when I used to, you know, piss her off and whatnot. But, <clears throat> you know, and my dad was mellow. I don't know where I got it. Probably from kids at school or, or watching TV. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But it's, you know, it's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> oh, the F word, Bill Barnes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I would say if we removed that from, your episodes you would probably lose half of your verbiage half we of would and i would be a much better human being for it but there's no reason to go there right now <laughs> i'll just be i'll just keep being the heathen that i am okay uh yeah well uh we did get a question uh from somebody uh wanting to get your opinion bill on uh how shall i say this delicately uh the the appearance of of kamala Harris and some of her uh, wardrobe. I believe that the quote here was uh, hooker attire. Have you witnessed or seen any of these, uh, these wardrobes that we speak of? Well, <clears throat> let's just, I'll, I'll just start with this. I dislike the woman. Okay. She's our vice president. I get it. I don't think she's qualified. I don't, I think she's way in over her head. All these hysterical hyena laughs she does is because she is completely caught off guard and can't am answer simple questions that have to do with being an elected politician. She's in way over her head. She is drowning. And, um, you know, I have not seen so, so many pantsuits since, <laughs> since uh, Hillary Clinton. Um, hooker attire, I mean... 
I don't know. I, I, I don't give it any thought because it's a little extreme. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is. Um, I just think uh, here's the bottom line. You can dress a turd that is all, you know, polished in gold and there's still a turd. Mm. So no matter what you put on to wear, it's the inside of you. And uh, I don't like her. You know, you okay. don't, I know you don't. Like I her. don't like Jill Biden. If you want to, if you want to talk hooker attire, she, take a look at her. What was okay. that? I think she's a woman, probably. I'm gonna guess in her late 60s, maybe, and she's wearing fishnets and high heels as a first lady. Come on now. First of all, I don't care if you were, you know, an insurance salesman for State Farm, and you're at that age. You have a woman of that age has no business wearing fishnets and high heels. I don't care who you are. Well, my, my issue, again, this is, this could be coming, this isn't partisan issue. My, my thing is that, you know, all this grief on Melania Trump and her appearance and her, I mean, she's gorgeous by the way, and, and how people wanted to diminish her looks all the time. Yet the Biden presidency stat, they're praised, they are worshiped. And it's like, yeah. what, what the media is so crooked, man. It comes down to this. Most Republicans, okay. Most people that are working all day, have other things to do than to bash, unless they're like us, where we, you know, <laughs> that's what we get paid to do. Unless they're like us who, who study these things and, and then save it all up for one day a week and we can just unload on people. Most oh. people are working. Most people have, don't have time to, to uh, surf social media and make outlandish, stupid comments. And the ones that do have, that's all they do because A, they're not working. B, they're not being productive. So what else can they do? sit around and make surly comments about national figures. And that's what, that's why Melania got hammered. And that's why Jill is not because <laughs> the people that were hating uh, uh, Melania love Jill mm -hmm. and they're not about to bash her. And the ones that hate her like me have other things to do. Yeah. No, it, it is interesting what people dwell on the, the the things people are concerned about or at least give the perception that they care about so uh bill what do you got a jack daniels no jack i mean daniels no I, it's coffee and i'll tell you why it's coffee <laughs> in, in a red in a, solo in cup? a red solo cup only because bill. matt's a cheap scrooge oh. and won't let me drink in a, in a in a regular coffee cup because a he doesn't want to wash the dishes and b i don't think he's got any clean ones so <laughs> i had to bring my own solo cup and pour my own coffee here and when at my as you see at my house i have cups this I is have, true i have you know, regular coffee cups. And, you know, he's on a, he puts all his money into this la lavish studio. <laughs> and meanwhile, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I'm on a, I drink it out of a yeah. uh, red solo cup for Christ. Man, hot coffee out of a red solo. That's a new one, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> you do what you got to do. I guess so. Wow. Well, uh, let me ask you this real quick, uh, a vaccination question because you're, you're vaccined mm -hmm. and I, I've heard, you know, from all the higher ups, well, if you're vaccinated, you still got to do this or that. How, why is it though, that people who have been vaccinated, such as yourself, vaccinated, is vaccinated, right vaccinated, see, I don't even know the terms. Okay. Thanks, yeah. Bill. Thank you for helping me. Uh, vaccinated. Mm -hmm. Those of you who've been vaccinated, why should they care if other people are vaccinated? You know what I mean? I'm not saying you, but some people have this like agenda that, well, I've got vaccinated. So you do too. Well, what do you care if you're, You've vaccinated, so you're not in harm's way anymore, right? I worry about me. Okay, I yeah. have my second one coming up next uh, on Tuesday the twentieth or twenty. Yeah, imagine that. Yeah, and for those that, that it's a personal choice. Mm -hmm. Okay, 
uh, I'm not losing sleep at night over people that decide they don't want to get it. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you think you can be the, if you think you can, you can outlast, outlast it, you know, and just, and just bank on herd immunity and think that you're not going to get it. Well, bully for you. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, but, but I'll tell you what I got, I'm getting them and I am really, I think it's overkill and it's, it's cosmetic. Uh, uh, it's just cosmetic when you wear a mask after you've been vaccinated. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, I don't think when, when they got polio vaccine vaccines back in the sixties, uh, they didn't make you still wear a mask. Did they? I wasn't around. I don't well, know. <laughs> I was young and I, my, you know, I don't think you did. Um, I just hope, I mean, so I'm just glad. Here's another photo of our vice president who's been vaccinated and is wearing a mask. Yeah. And it said it. brighter days ahead. Well, she was quoted saying brighter days ahead. And my up. comment to that is, well, great. I guess you're going to resign. <laughs> is that leadership to be that? How do you say it? Vaccinated. And to then wear a mask as the president and vice president, why would they be wearing masks? Because they're trying to, I'm, I'm sure she took, she just put it on for the photo. That tells me the, <clears throat> that masks are absolutely worthless. If you're saying, yeah, just put it on anyway. Like I just want consistency. That's all I want. I, well, tell me the rules and I'll play by them. Yeah. I mean, the only reason I wear a mask now, to be honest with you, is because I don't want some, some, some idiot, you know, yelling at me like, Hey, where's your mask? And I have to end up, you know, uh, leg sweeping them and beating their ass. Okay. <laughs> That's the only reason I do. All right. Um, just to, to avoid confrontation, but I'll tell you what, in a few more months, especially after June 15th, maybe into the, into the fall, these things better go away or at least yeah. they better not be mandated because yeah. I'm thinking, well, what, what, why did we do what we did then just to have to keep wearing these damn things, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And they say they're following the science. Well, the science changes daily. I, if I hear that one more time, oh, the science, yeah. Okay. Hey, when you were out the other, last night on, on your your mm -hmm. date, what was what was the vibe? Were people happy to be out? Were they? Yes. However, the place I went to was strictly adhering distance rules as far as tables, etc. So you were spaced out and you had your own little pot. I liked it to be honest with you. I don't know how. I I, I liked it because six feet. You know, I didn't have people breathing down my neck, and I didn't have people standing behind me. It was kind of nice. Yeah. Actually. Oh, look, privacy. So cool. It has its advantages. Sometimes, yeah, absolutely. But people were, you know, what's crazy to me is while I'm waiting for my table or my 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 seat, you got to have a mask. <laughs> as soon as I sit down, even though I'm not here, I don't have a drink yet, I can take my mask off. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't get that. Danger, danger, danger. Now okay. it's safe. Okay. Yeah. So whatever, whatever. <laughs> people are, restaurants, they're, they're doing what they have to do. They're, 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 they have no choice, really. Some of them are fighting back, which is great to see. But anyway, uh, Bill, let's get into some baseball. Um, Sunday night is kind of where we should start. The Sunday night baseball game, tie game in the ninth inning. Um, the top of the ninth inning, so the visiting team batting. We High saw score. fly ball to left, a tag up, a play at the plate. Um, you were texting me about this play originally called safe on the field, right? Mm -hmm. uh, for the go ahead run goes to replay and I'll let you take it from there. All right. <clears throat> it's, it was in the Philadelphia Atlanta game last night. Um, go ahead, run top of the ninth. The play is safe at the plate. Um, in real time, it looked like, Hey man, he got it right. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. In real time, they went to replay and it shows that 
the foot was on top of the plate, not touching the plate. Right over the top. Over the top of it. And I'm thinking, geez, this is going to get overturned. Well, they, 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 they stayed with the safe call and the Atlanta manager ended up blowing his stack, which I don't blame him. And he got, he got ejected for arguing after a, um, I believe he got ejected. Okay. I believe he did. If not, he should have, but they, they, they took a pass on it. I think he did. So <clears throat> anyway, I, and there was another play in New York that ended in a walk-off hit batsman. Yes, the walk-off Which I thought was even more egregious mm-hmm. um, because the umpire started to call strike three and then he stopped mid-mechanic and awarded first base. And that is not reviewable. And like Gary, uh, Brian, or, uh, Ron Darling said, hey, why do we have replay if we can't get it right? That was not reviewable, okay? Well, in looking at it uh, over again, the ball was in the strike zone yeah. and the umpire's first instinct was absolutely true and correct mm-hmm. it should have been a dead ball strike three mm-hmm. second out instead he was awarded first base winning run scores ball game over don mattingly who seems to always get screwed got screwed again <laughs> somewhat and they even went to replay to ask maybe hey is this reviewable mm-hmm. no and they upheld the call and i gotta tell you that's one that if you're gonna have replay and you're gonna you know try to get shit right that was a perfect example of having replay and uh, making it right. Yeah. Okay. Because you you can't, in that situation, to break it down, the, you can only review if it hit the batter. You can't rule his intent going into the pitch or reviewing the pitch in or out of the strike zone because that's balls and strikes. So there was nothing really that they could review now to, so are you saying bill either all or nothing let's get rid of replay or just review I'm absolutely not, everything I'm not, I'm not naive enough to think that it's going to go any, that it's going to be removed however you can improve it mm-hmm. you can improve it one way is i i know that that, that manpower it would be a problem having a five-man crew and having the fifth umpire uh having you rotate the you you have five positions now, three bases, a plate, and replay, and be there on scene in the stadium. Whether you're 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 where the replay guy is, the four dollar and forty five cent an hour guy that comes out with the monitor and shows the crew chief <laughs> the play, or you're in the press box, and maybe you are the sole decider whether it should be re- reviewed or not, or you look at it and you're there on on scene. You may it may be. You may take it a little, I'm not saying you don't, but if you're there where the manager can, can vent after you've not gone his way, it may put a little more emphasis on you taking it a little more serious. And I'm not trying to slide any, I mean, I, far be it for me to slide, try to slide you know, the people that, that do that, okay? It's a thankless, tough job, just like being on the field is. But I think there's ways it can be improved um, if it was up to me, mm-hmm. I'd do away with it completely. I agree. Okay. I, I think replay its original intent was the egregious error. Take going back to the Jim Joyce play that, uh, the Andre Galarraga or whatever's for, yeah, the, well, the, the perfect game. And, and let's fast forward the egregious play the other day in New York. Yeah. It could be overturned because, but they don't have a rule for, well, let's just, I mean, 
I look at the, to end a game. There should be, I don't care what the deal is to end a game on a walk-off situation like that review it. any game. in that's Every, not a bad game idea. Ending any game ending play regarding if I don't care if it's fan interference or if it, the ball hits a bird in the outfield, if there's some kind of game ending situation that decides the game like that review it. Yeah. Regardless of what Regardless. it is. Yeah. Cause I know bless his heart. Ron Culpa would like to have that play back. Oh yeah. And he said it afterwards. He said, I messed up. I, I called it, you know, he didn't call mm-hmm. it too quick. He was right. And then he switched, yeah. you know, just didn't process it all. And any play where an umpire says the next day, like, like uh, Jimmy Joyce did back in 2010, you know, I kicked the shit out of that. I caused that kid <laughs> a, a perfect game. Yep. And that should be by God reviewed. Cause no one wants that on, no. on there, but, but back to the, the play in the, in uh, the Braves game, I understand absolutely where, that play in full speed, even not on the field, but looking at it in regular speed, I can understand why that play was ruled uh, out or no safe ruled safe. I can too. Yeah. But he, he looks, but he looks if safe. You're going to review unless there's cameras that the guys in the headquarters see that we don't see, unless there are cameras that show his toe brushing over the plate. I think the guy was out. Okay. And they'd have been absolutely within uh, their right to to overturn that thing. So if that's the case, Major League Baseball needs to kind of let the fans know and let the media know, folks, we have these cameras. Major League Baseball in their Park Avenue headquarters have more cameras than we do. There could have been something that we didn't see, they saw that upheld the play. Very yeah. simple, very simple. What do you make on baseball uh, eventually going to some type of a microphone announcement like you see in the NFL or hockey. I thought they were going to do that. Yeah. I'd heard that was going that was in the works and it was going to be a done deal. Um, but I guess that's still on the back burner, I guess. Yeah. I think it'd be a great thing. More communication, the better. Well, cause you, and, and it'd be new for umpires, but they could adjust to it. And, and sure a lot of times you, you got to explain it to the opposing manager anyway, mm-hmm. when something is overturned. So if you could just say after, after review, uh, the runner's foot did in fact touch yes. the plate on yes. a camera or whatever. Yes. Yes. Call is overturned, yes. whatever, yes. you know, by review from our New York headquarters, uh, there's video evidence that the toe did in fact touch the plate. Therefore the runner is the, the, the runner safe. Yeah. Okay. Very simple. Very simple. And that shuts me up the next day. Second guess. <laughs> that shuts everybody up. I just think replay causes more problems than it fixes. Does that make sense? It, it does. It does at times, unless it's very, very, very egregious. And when those plays happen, you don't see a manager or the player involved saying a word. Mm-hmm. They, they know it. Yeah. They, they just, uh, it's just so weird. It's so different. I mean, I, some people are like, no, you have the technology, use it, but you're seeing more and more problems with it anyway. So uh, yeah, tough play in New York. Because there was a few players after the game, Bill, in Atlanta, they said, we need to just do away with replay. They, they said that. And I was like, well, yeah, but you'll change your mind if it goes the other way against you next week. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it all comes out in the wash. I know it certainly does. Okay. Well, let's talk about some ejections that uh, have happened uh, recently. One of the first ones was um, in Cincinnati, I believe. Yes. Okay. So here's the situation. There was uh, a hit by pitch, hit by pitch in, uh, in Cincinnati, Nick Cassianos. He gets hit, um, comes around the bases. Anyway, there's a pass ball play at the plate. 
he slides in and then kind of stands over the pitcher and, you know, talks crap on him, whatever. Mm-hmm. He starts to walk away. The bench is empty, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So Castellanos was ejected. And, you know, you and I have both been around games where it doesn't ever look like much, but body language is really what matters and, and starting things up. So I don't know if you remember that play, but anytime a player stands over someone and does something demonstrative, yeah, ta- taunts them. Taunts him, yeah. Because mm-hmm. it just leads to problems. And at that point, someone's got to go. Yeah, you want to kind of, you know, uh, uh, you know, extinguish the weed that is starting the whole uh, uh, unruly problem in your yard. That's you want to get one. rid of that one. So in that case, <laughs> they, they kind of did the right thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that was just kind of weird seeing the first one like that. What was another rejection we had? Uh, there was, you know, there's been a few on balls and strikes. Imagine that. Didn't expect to see that. Uh, 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 you know, balls and strikes, okay? The box that they put oh. is not a true representation of balls and strikes, people, okay? And I've also seen some really bad catching. Catching oh. over the years has gotten dog shit. You're, you're taking a good pitch at the bottom of the zone, and you're yanking it up, and you're telling that umpire, uh, it wasn't a strike. It was close. And I'm going to try to make it look better. Well, guess what? Guess what? You're not going to get that pitch. Mm-hmm. Catch it where it's pitched. Okay. Or, or catch it and thumb it. Boom. You just, all you got to do. You don't need to jerk it. You jerk it. You're going to get, you're going to get the, you're not going to get the pitch. Yeah. You telling me you didn't like that pitch. Right. You telling me it wasn't quite right. good enough. Right. So yeah, I think catchers do too much and they're, they're taught it for some yeah, reason. I, but- and I don't get it. I mean, yeah, I mean, you might be, you might get away with that in, in high school baseball. You might even get away with it in college, but in the, but in the big leagues, you know, these umpires are too good. Yeah. There was an ejection in Baltimore. Uh, Jeremy Rehack who's an up and down guy. I believe, I don't think he's been hired. He's got a full-time job now. I think. Is he full-time? Yeah, I think so. He, he's a great umpire. I think he's doing really, does some really good work. He's always in the middle of some situations. That's nothing against him. It's just how the game is. Uh, there was a, a play and we've seen this play bill where a uh, pitch comes in on the batter kind of hits him on the hands mm-hmm. as he's turning, he's opening up mm-hmm. and no doubt it was a hit by pitch. But the next question is, Hey, did he swing? And you check with your base umpire mm-hmm. and a base umpire said, yeah, he swung. So it really sucks if it's two strikes because now you're out, uh, you know, but mm-hmm. so it's, it's hilarious to me when announcers, I guess I, I hold them to higher standards when they're like, what? Well, that's, that's your first. Mistake. I know. I know. And they're saying, wait, did you wait? Are they saying it's a foul ball? It's like, no, it hit him. It hit his pitch. He swung. It's like, you can't piece all that together. Anyway, that was the Jeremy Rehack mm-hmm. ejection. And I think some people may not understand that if you swing and you're hit by the ball, it's called a dead ball strike, dead ball. You swung at the pitch, even though you got hit, doesn't matter. Uh, let me see. Anyway, there was, there was my, a- my, my good friend, uh, Mr. Laz Diaz had an ejection yesterday. I saw him looking uh, at it right he, now. He was the, he was the uh, crew chief acting crew chief in Minnesota. A uh, situation where uh, warnings were were administered, uh, and then there was a. I know there was warnings. There was warnings, and um, by rule, you cannot argue that. You cannot argue. You can't and argue that. You can't argue it. <laughs> the manager Scott Service from Seattle came out of the dugout, argued it. Laz put his hand up like you're taught to do. Warned him. I. I counted two or three warnings. The plate guy, Manny Gonzalez, did the same thing. And finally, you know, uh, service said one too many things. The warnings were not 
listened to and Laz uh, ejected him. To me, that's a great ejection because by rule, by rule, you're covered. He's covered yeah. and, and he's enforcing the rules as written. And in my opinion, service is either ignorant or wanted <laughs> to get ejected. And that could be the case. Okay. Yeah. And if that's the case, he was obliged. Yeah. Okay. So again, that's a, that to me is a no brainer ejection. And I'm not saying this just because Laz is my friend. I'm saying it because he did it correctly. Yeah. And if you guys are see umpires out there and you see them put up the stop sign, you know, it's so everyone can see it. Hey, this is a warning. You can't either you, you're not allowed to argue this or you've argued enough and it's time to move on. We're not talking about it anymore. It's like that last uh, a warning. And then what's funny is guy ends up getting ejected and then everyone's like, Oh, well, that was so quick. And it's like, you just saw him warn him. You just saw him go through the whole motion and all that. So that's just kind of some the, the major, the rules of baseball are so deep and so long. And so there's so many of them that people just don't, unless you read the rule book and know it backwards and forwards and are well-versed with it, you're not going to know the average baseball fan does not know that by rule, you cannot argue box you cannot argue uh, warnings you cannot argue check swings check swings. any swing yeah i mean you can bark from the dugout to where you're not making a complete ass of yourself but if you come out of the dugout and you create the 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 situation you're going to get addressed and if you don't follow your warning you will be ejected yes simply put you cannot leave your position to argue balls and strikes or uh you know whatever and guys will play around with it they will go to the mound talk to their pitcher and then you go out there and they're there they start arguing the pitches they're like hey i'm not arguing i'm just asking where the pitch is so there's a whole game within a game that managers and coaches are pretty smart about and, and players everybody knows they know how things are supposed to be and if they don't they learn rather quickly if you really want to send a message to the umpire you'll you'll wait you'll wait on that and you'll come out between innings and you'll pretend like you're making a change and you'll say, Hey, um, Matt, you know, really, I mean, take a look at that after the game and see what you see what you think. I, I, I really thought that, you know, warnings weren't necessary and um, you know, just take a look. If yeah. you really want to send a message, if you really want to uh, uh, tactically argue a point, that's the way you do it. But to, if you're backing your player, if you're showing support for him and you want to get ejected, that's part of the game too. Mm-hmm. But don't bitch that it was a bad ejection because it was a good warranted ejection. Well, conversely, so a similar ejection, Greg Gibson had one um, in the, uh, the the Cubs-Pirates game on Sunday as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. And there was a similar situation, hit by pitch. And this new, I hate it, Bill. I hate this. Bring the crew together to discuss whether to give warnings or not instead of the plate guy just handling business, doing it as I almost think it escalates things. So Gibson is bringing in the guys to talk. And meanwhile, someone in the dugout pops off. Probably didn't say something very vanilla. It was probably something pretty heavy. And Gibson jacked him from the game. So sometimes it's a quick hook because it deserves a quick hook. You know, I hate yeah. the, 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 the huddle. Well, that's the way it is now. You can I, hate it all you want. I'm not in charge. Bill, we, let's see. We have played April 1st was the opening day. So 12 days. 12 days, eight ejections. Hey, not a that's we're an a, we're on a solid pace that's a it is a good pace I, I i thought people would be a little more well behaved uh it, it'll it'll uh it'll level off yeah a uh i believe it was the first no hitter in padres history correct uh back on friday 
April 9th. After 52 years, I believe. Wow. Good for the Padres. Uh, Played umpire Vic Carapaza called the game down there in, uh, well, was it in San Diego or was it in? It was on the road. It was in Texas, I believe. Okay. It was in Dallas, where in Fort Worth or Arlington. It was. Where they have sellout crowds, I might add. I I know. I love it, Bill. Or is that that offensive to you? I love it. They they stack them 10 deep. I could care less. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, God bless Texas, man. I've, I've said it often and I will uh, continue to uh, say it. Well, Bill, any other baseball related topics that you've seen? No, I've been lukewarm on baseball because of the old Manfred thing. Yeah. And that's... I, you know, he, he's a political puppet and I have no respect for the guy and I've been a little lukewarm with it. So, and I know it's not all the players, you know, they play, they're played to play, not take political stances. <laughs> so you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get back to it. I'm sure, but I've just been a little lukewarm. Plus I've been busy. I've been doing, things. I know you're a busy man. Did you hear Rob Manfred? So he moves the all-star game out of Georgia, right? Yeah. Did you hear he has a, uh, a membership to Augusta, the, the, the country club there, the, the golf. He's a member of Augusta. I'm wondering, is he going to, well, he's a hypocrite. Re- yeah. Well, he's a hypocrite. There you go. I wonder if he's going to resign. I hope, I hope they, I hope they re- revoke it. <laughs> you know, they, they don't let, they don't let my good friend, uh, Gary McCord, who's a Riverside native, Ramona high school graduate. They don't let Gary broadcast the masters anymore because he made some funny statements back in the mid nineties, I believe about uh, the, the greens being so fast that you need your bikini wax to wax them. <laughs> and he got bounced for saying that, which oh. is completely astonishing to me. Wow. And you're going to let this hypocritical guy who's costing Georgia money still be a member boot him too. Yeah. I did not know that. What? No, I had heard that. I go, oh, he's a member. Oh, he's a member of a Georgia uh, Augusta, the big golf club. You know, Wait a G- minute. Gary McCord is as funny in person as he is on TV announcing golf. Um, you know, I used to see him, especially at, at holiday time, he would come back to Riverside and I'd see him out to dinner, you know, at places and Hey Gary, how you doing? Hey, good to see you. He didn't know who I am. He didn't know who I am, <laughs> probably didn't, you know, but he's a nice guy and yeah. he should not have been dealt that my opinion wow i didn't uh, yeah. i didn't know any of that um and then how funny bill they move you know they moved from georgia from atlanta to denver and colorado has almost as strict if not worse uh i shouldn't say worse but as strict uh, or certain rules as georgia does it's absolute hypocrisy don't get me started oh it's unbelievable yeah don't get me started way to go manfred you uh, are a moron it's just so so stupid um okay i think we've talked enough baseball for today uh bill what else is on your mind man talk to me what's going on well i had a surprising little uh online conversation friday night with one of the stars of seinfeld Ooh, are we now are we talking like a regular a series regular or a a very famous one that made one really uh impactful um uh, episode and then i think he was on the um the finality as well okay uh the soup nazi whoa larry thomas wow what do, what do you mean interact wait you can tell us a story what, what's what happened um, he months ago i saw him as a, as a, and I, he came across my friends possible friends thing i said yeah what the hell so i said you know <laughs> i tried to add him well go, lo and behold he accepts my friendship and you know, I've, I had never tried to reach. I just read his posts every once in a while. <laughs> and he, the other day he had one that said uh, in his soup uh, 
uh, chef outfit. You know, it was, it said, no spring for you. <laughs> Come back in one month. And I said, oh, that's clever. So the dumbass that I am, I saved the picture. I, I messaged him. I said, hey, man, you should get royalties for this or something. Well, instead of, you know, doing my homework and, and, and not looking, and, you know, before, you know, being Mr. Captain Obvious, I, I should have researched because he wrote me back and said, hey, uh, Sony gets the royalties. I have nothing on this, basically. And I've seen this for the last 20 years. This is nothing new, but I still appreciate, you know, the, uh, the attention, blah, blah, blah. So I wrote back and basically said, hey, man. I uh, should have done my due diligence. Uh, sorry for being Captain Obvious. Wish you the best. And I'm thinking, he probably thought I was a complete dick <laughs> and I'd never hear from him again. No, so for you. He writes back and he's very, very nice. He says, hey man, don't take it personal, blah, 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 blah. Then I go on and tell him, you know, he he goes on to explain that, you know, he doesn't get, he would, he thought that because this this slogan has been around forever, that he would he would have gotten more, uh, love from Hollywood, from the producers. Oh yeah. Yada, yada, yada. And I said, well, Hey man, I go, you know, I, I'm a guest on a podcast every week. Love to have you on the show. And you know, for about 30 minutes, I don't hear anything. And which is, you know, I'm thinking, okay, you know, he's not interested, but he writes back. He goes, Hey, that's great. He goes, uh, you know, I'd, you know, I told him we'd give him a shout out. Oh yeah. And I'll send him the link to this. And he said, Hey, that's great. He goes, if you need any more information, um, you know, I have, uh, you know, I have books, I have music. So if you look them up, um, you know, um, if you look up Larry Thomas, it'll give you a whole plethora of books that he's done, songs that he's done. And, and he also does uh, videos for people who want to be wished happy birthday. Oh, cool. Or happy Valentine's day or happy this, happy that. And I think it's like know, some nominal fee and he'll do that in his soup Nazi uh, type uh, <laughs> rhetoric. And I can't believe, I mean, he was in an episode of Scrubs where he's laying in bed with some hot chick. I remember that, that show. Um, and I remember him being out there a little bit, but I'm surprised that he didn't have more um, movie roles, more TV roles because we've all aged, but back in the day, and I'm not, I'm saying this, you know, I was from one man to another, good looking guy. Yeah. Kind of, he, he kind of had the, he was kind of a, a, a mix of Omar Sharif and Tom Selleck. <laughs> if you can, if you can picture that. And I'm thinking, and he's aged well. And I think he's probably about my age, maybe a little older now. And so I'm thinking, you know, this guy needs, uh, this guy needs a shot to get back to doing things rather than uh, sitting home on a Friday night, Facebooking with some jackass that, uh, <laughs> that sent him an old uh, picture from years ago. We got to get him on. So man. Larry, man, I'm going to send you this. I'm going to send you this link. And I want you to think long and hard about, you know, giving us a shout on the show. We'll, we'll zoom you in and uh, you can, can tell be- us a little bit about what you've been doing, where you've been, where you want to go. And um, he did send me, a private message later on in the evening. And he asked, we had two mutual friends, one of which, two of which are, they're both beautiful, hot women. And he wanted to know how the hell I knew them, which is a great question. (laughs) But one I knew from a work friend years ago, the other, I just, you know, randomly friended her and from the kindness of her, her heart, thinking I was some, you know, degenerate guy living in a basement. She probably friended me back. So with that, and with that said, um, 
anyway, and we said we shared some other information. So um, our, I know we've got some Seinfeld friends out there that are a lot like me that have watched every episode several times mm -hmm. can recite lines. And uh, I think the best show ever made for television ever. Uh, you know, Larry David is a genius when it comes to, to that. And um, so with that said, Google him, look him up, uh, give him some love, um, you know, maybe, you know, purchase some of his records, purchase some of his uh, music, his books, and, and get him, uh, get him to shout out to one of your loved ones for, for a happy birthday or for a prank call or whatever you want to do. Yeah. Sure he's able. Oh, that'd be so cool. He'd be like, no, this is the authentic soup Nazi. Thing. This is the soup Nazi. This the is guy. not, this is not a, 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 a some phantom soup Nazi. This is the man. <laughs> well, but, so if, if we have him on, you know, it's through zoom, you and I will be sitting just like this chatting with him and we got to have just that day. We have to have bowls of soup. We just, we're, we, it would be so fitting. You and I have to eat soup while we talk. Yes. To the, and the bread, soup $2, <laughs> $2, no bread for you. <laughs> okay. So yeah, we'll, we'll figure something out. Oh man. You see guys, just big things coming up here on the podcast. So it's all about who, you know, and, and we're going to try to get some, some big time guests on here. We're about out of Rio Hondo prep guest bill. So now we, we got to go into the show business. Oh my God. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. I could still get a few. Wow. Friday, I do have a real Hondo prep guest, an oh, alum, shocking. Uh, who's got some time as a stand-up comedian. He's done some voiceovers. Going to be some, uh, he's, he's been the MC of a circus. Be sure to tune in on Friday. We got a, we got a fun episode. Wow. With Mike, okay. Mike McGarren. Mike McGarren. Never heard of him. <laughs> but I guess I will on Friday. You will on Friday. Okay. Let's you, he's, he's probably heard his voice before. Let's put it that way. So. Sure I have. Uh, in some voiceovers. Well, that is great news. So, so Larry, you got some competition. Mike McGarren <laughs> is going to come on the show. Then that means that you, by my God, better come on. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and if we can get a hold of some other Seinfeld people, we'll, we'll see what yeah, we I got to call into Jerry. He hasn't called me back yet. Um, <laughs> Drinking coffee or driving a car somewhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, that is outstanding. Bill, what, what gives you this courage to just talk to random people like that? You're such a probably a mixture of uh, desperation and alcohol. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, I just, you know what? I figure, hey, what are they what's the worst they're going to do? Uh, ignore me? You're going to put them in jail? I, I've been ignored. I've been ignored my whole life. What's another one? You have been. That's why we have the podcast so that you can I mean, vent. You know, I asked. Uh, you know, when I was used to do Pepperdine games back in the early 2000s. You know, uh, Pam Anderson would go to the games, and her son was a bad boy. I asked her out a couple times and, you know, she looked at me, uh, she goes, yeah, you know, and I, I'm thinking, you know, why not? You're not a drummer. Right. <laughs> no. And I don't have other things yeah. either that, that the drummer did. So I'm thinking, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I no, I'm not stupid enough to ask her out for those of you that are taking me serious, but I, she used to bring our checks to us in the locker room. No way. Yes. Hi guys. Steve wanted me to bring you these. Oh, Steve Rodriguez. Rodriguez, what a move. I what a move. A big, that's, a, that's a pro move. Yeah, it sure you know, is. She's, you know, Pam Anderson's coming in our locker room, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, I got a jock strap and a pair of socks on, <laughs> and there she is. And I'm thinking, well done. Yeah. So She'd be in that front row sometimes, watching the Pepperdine waves down oh, in Malibu. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a yeah. few good reasons to go down mm -hmm. and work games. Yeah, beautiful view. You know, beautiful Pe view. Pepperdine, let me tell you something. Pepperdine has, I mean, Chris Carter, 
the guy who was the creator producer of uh of uh god uh the x-files no threw out a first pitch one time when i was there all right <laughs> and i made sure that i ran as he came off the off the mound i made sure that i ran right past him and go hey man i love your work <laughs> and he looked back and he goes really i love it he goes fantastic and he kept walking and i keep i kept waiting to get a note from him saying hey i want you in my my next show <laughs> because he's a baseball lover oh really well scully the the female um Dan, uh, what was her name it was something scully she was he he named that character after vin scully oh really i was wondering yes. what the yes. what the issue was yes. there okay yes agent scully after Vince Scully, Scully and uh, Isles, Kyle. No, no, no. no. Uh, the male, I don't remember. But anyway, yeah, big baseball guy. Big baseball. Bill, some. Who are some of the other uh, people you have seen uh, that uh, Mulder, Mulder and Mulder, Mulder and Scully. Scully. Who are some of the o- other famous people, celebrities you've Jane seen? Jane Seymour. Jane Seymour met her. Really. At Cal- her son pitched for Cal State LA. No way. And I saw, I looked in the stands, you know, the stands are right on top. Of oh yeah. I can't miss them. Can't miss and people. I'm, I'm working third base. And I, I, I uh, asked Vinny, I go, Vinny, who's the coach for LA. I said, is that, I go, God, he goes, he goes, yeah. He goes, Jane Seymour, her kid's like the pitcher on the team. He never pitches because he's bad, but she's a mom. She comes to the games. I go, you got to put him in sometimes. Yeah. I go, come on. If I'm, if I'm on the plate, yeah. they're all strikes. So there, Vinny. I, I made sure, I made sure when the game was over, well, you know, you have to walk through their bullpen oh, yeah. on the third base side. Yeah. I made sure that she was walking when I was walking. And I, I said, Jane, love your work. She was, she looked at me in kind of a, a, a blank stare and goes, thank you. That was it. That was her chance. And she, <laughs> she, she passed. I don't blame her. She passed. She, she took a pass. Dr. Quinn, medicine woman, right? Wasn't yes, it? And yes. uh, also uh-huh. in uh, Wedding Crashers, right? Yeah, Came I believe so. Great, yeah. great actress. Hasn't she, she has aged well, right? She has. Aged extremely she has. well. She has. Once she, once I, I, I planted the seed for a relationship and she ignored me. <laughs> I really haven't followed her career since. <laughs> trying to think other celebrities, uh, uh, well, you you know we talked about seeing Mike Leach. That was at a Brandon baseball game. Oh my game. god, that was a, that was a highlight. That was man, you were, huge highlight. You were fired up. Oh yeah, you were you just jacks to see to see Coach Leach. Uh, who else? I know we've seen some celebrities in our travels, uh, either thrown out a first well, pitch. Well, Muhammad or, Ali was at a Pepperdine game. What his one of his sons from God only knows which marriage he had <laughs> was a backup catcher for Louisville. Oh, okay. Here yeah. we go. Yeah, and that makes sense. He was on the team and, and Ali was there and didn't get close to him. It was during the game and he, they, he, they were golf carting him out. Mm. And uh, Tommy Lasorda used to go to. Um, so I'm a lot at Kelsey Fullerton. Yeah, he's, he used to go, go he Belinda, went to right? Pepperdine Games. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I saw Eric Karros at a Pepperdine game. Did I tell you? Not a Pepperdine I- game, a Loyola Marymount game. Oh, Carol's was his kid playing? I, I know he went to UCLA, but I don't know. Yeah, and I don't know why he was there. He was only there like two or three innings. Okay. I know. Uh, did I ever tell you my Mark Schlereth story? The, Who's Mark Schlereth? Uh, the offensive lineman. He, he's on, uh, he does like Fox broadcast okay. now. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Offensive lineman for yeah. uh, Denver yeah. and Washington. Well, his kid was a, a pro pitcher, wasn't he? Yeah, he pitched at Arizona and he was, uh, they were playing at Cal State Fullerton. And I was there with some Rio kids uh, on a little outing and, uh, I said, guys, that's Mark Schlereth. He's on ESPN or whatever. So he, we go over and say hello. And he's just sitting there watching the game off by himself. Right. No, not around a bunch of people. And we bothered him. And 
and one of the kids goes, yeah, I'm a Raider fan, but I still like you. And, and Mark Schlereth, who played for the, for the Broncos and the Redskins, he goes, oh, I, I like the Raiders. You know why I like the Raiders? Because I was 11 and one against them. That's why there I like go. the Raiders. Yeah, God, bless, you go. God bless you, Mark There Schlereth. you go. Classy move. Yeah. Love it. Love it. <laughs> um, you know, uh, a guy named Hutton Moyer played second base for Pepperdine. Uh, his dad yeah. is... Jamie Moyer, the pitcher, lefty who played 27 years. Oh, like till he was like 50, didn't yeah. he? His grandfather, people don't know, is Digger Phelps, which was the old basketball oh, coach yeah. at Notre Dame. He was named after Tommy Hutton, who was a pitcher, uh, a first baseman for the Dodgers way back, got traded to the Phillies and was a good friend of Jamie's. That's who he was named after, Hutton Moyer. And so I'm working there at Pepperdine. And he sparked some conversation with me between innings. I'm out behind second base. And I go, hey, man, how's your grandpa doing? He goes, you know my grandpa? (laughs) I go, no, but I just know who he is. Wow, man, that's great. Wow. (laughs) And he, you'd have thought that we became best buddies then. And uh, so he was in a slump. And I'd never do this, never. But he came out and he goes, Bill, what's wrong with me? I said, I don't think you're seeing the seeing the, the I don't think you're seeing the whole pitch, man. I go, think about uh, going the opposite way once once in your life. Yeah. That's all I said. <laughs> he he runs on, he goes like four for four in his next four at bats. And and I see him uh the next game. I goes, Bill, you're a genius, man. You should be a, you're, you're, you shouldn't be an umpire, you should be a hitting coach. I said, Come on, man. I go, uh, that's way over my pay grade. He goes, No, man, what you told me just to see a pitch, that was great. I go, well. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. You know, I thought, wow, you know, I've kind of maybe crossed the line a little bit, but you know, they, they, they give us, uh, they give us pointers every once in a while, a little advice, try to yeah. get in better position, maybe not call that pitch. that's two inches <laughs> off the plate on them. They give us advice. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's, it's absolutely righteous for us you know, to share that, share our opinions. Now that well. I don't do it anymore. If people are mad at me, I don't give a shit. Okay. <laughs> I didn't go out. I didn't go out and buy him dinner. I didn't go out and drink with him. I didn't go out and, you know, do anything like that i don't know how many times during a game i'm like just chit chat yeah why why'd you hit and run there right are you stupid yeah like you know that keeps me in the game oh you have to be ready absolutely um you know ready didn't you see lamar odom at a northridge game right yes yeah i saw lamar was there opening day about 2013 14 right after he had his little uh, wing ding and uh in perump nevada (laughs) And he had gone to rehab and he's, he's, he's looking good. And he was sitting there. I saw Lamar. Yep. yep. And I, I called Chuck Lyon over. I go, Chuck, Chuck, come here. I go, that's Lamar Odom. He goes, no way. That ain't him. I go, you want to bet? And finally I convinced Chuck that, yeah, that's Lamar Odom. And um, he was there. Wyatt Northridge, I have no idea. Matador baseball to sober you up, man. Wow. Yeah. But that'll keep you. That should, that, that probably want, you probably want to start drinking again after a Oh, boy. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. You showed me that mm-hmm. or like, first pitch or something. Yeah. Some of the, you see people in the most random places. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you. I mean, yeah. uh, just, just so, so weird. Uh, well, Bill. It's been fun. What else? Anything else? We're going to go in about an hour five, not quite as long as we usually do, but I don't know. I'm trying to think what else, what else we got out there. Uh, we got lots of stuff. We, we could stay here all day, but we can't because we're both busy people. You know, even though we're paid very, very handsomely for this job, we do have other things that we need to do today. Yeah, we do. I mean, um, the, the packages aren't going to uh, ship themselves and the, the boxes aren't going to be guarded themselves, you know? 
um, work know, to be done. A, there's a, there's a, yeah, exactly. There's a, there's an ask for every chair. <laughs> so, well, I am really excited about this new setup, this new situation. It might require you come in here a little more often. I like, you know, I got a reason to get up, get up on a Monday and get out of the house. Yeah. Red solo cup full of coffee. I mean, certainly, I mean, certainly. that's the way to go. Certainly. And, um, you know, we were a little toned down today. I'd say so. Uh, we've talked about things that were tangible with some good adult spirited conversation rather than me, you know, launching a bunch of uh, expletive deleted. But we're going to try that. And if we're not popular, then I'll go back to my old raunchy ways. Yes. Uh, well, now that we're on YouTube, we got more viewership. I mean, yes. it's we're going to see what, what the, the people say. The people have spoken, you yeah. know, yeah. and um, I know you got some great feedback from some of your buddies who had never seen the show before and were liking your Facebook video, YouTube videos. Um, so big things ahead for the podcast. Guys, always, as always, subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. Phone your friends, phone your family, wake yeah. up the neighbors. <laughs> what is that? Phone your friends. Phone your family and wake up the neighbors. <laughs> Where'd you get that? Is That's it? an old David Letterman line. Oh, it is. I, I, I you steal ninety percent of this shit. I spew is stolen. <laughs> okay, all right. They have no proprietary rights. There's no proprietary. Okay. <laughs> That's stolen too. That's stolen too. <laughs> I know where you got that one yep. from. Oh, yeah. oh my goodness. Well, uh, good times ahead, Bill Barnes. We. Uh, I don't know how much. God willing. Yeah, God willing. There's another one. He's another one I stole. <laughs> Your whole vocabulary is, is thievery. Well, that's how you that's how you start talking as a kid. When you when you're, when you're upbringing, you steal everything you hear. Like your first f bomb. My first f bomb. Full circle. And, and, and back and again, I don't know where I got that. I really don't. <laughs> um, but again, uh, you know, I don't trust anybody that doesn't drink, and I don't trust anybody that doesn't swear. <laughs> other than that, you're, other than that, you're 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 white. You're a, you're you're wide open with me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, uh, we'll be back next week. We'll have another Facebook live on Monday morning. And then immediately after that record our weekly Wednesday weigh in episode. Hope you guys enjoyed this and uh, please give us some feedback. If you like the videos, if you don't like, even if you don't like it, Hey, any feedback is good feedback. We, uh, that's how we learn. So appreciate it, Bill. Looking forward to next week. Looking forward to next week. Have a champion play like a champion today. There's another stolen one from my good Catholic friends. <laughs> Sounds good. Talk to you later. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Get Home Safe podcast. We greatly appreciate the support. We know we have a lot of loyal listeners out there, but we always want to keep people informed of the many ways to follow the Get Home Safe podcast. We have various social media platforms. Our Twitter handle is Get Home Safe Pod. Our Facebook and Instagram page is Get Home Safe Podcast. And our email address is Get Home Safe Podcast at yahoo.com. There's plenty of ways and options to listen to the Get Home Safe Podcast. Anchor helps distribute our podcast to places like Apple, Spotify, Google, and many more. We also have a YouTube channel that is brand new for us. Not a whole lot of content on there yet, but we're going to try to put out more and more video episodes in going forward, as well as short clips here and there regarding uh, big events that happen uh, over the course of time. So lots of options out there, guys. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email, offer uh, some suggestions or content uh, topics, or uh, just ask us some random questions. We always appreciate that. I know Bill Barnes does, especially on Wednesdays. So uh, looking forward to continue to bring you great episodes here on the Get Home Safe podcast on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. 
Guys, have a great rest of the week. And as always, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe.